0: Today's uh, the Redu experience is brought to you by something called the local tribe. Um, They sent me a bunch of uh, questions that they wanted me to answer as an interview. Uh, In the blog post below, I've uh, included a link to their uh, beta service. They haven't launched fully to the public as well. But you can take a look. It's very interesting. It is slightly different from what you will normally see. And uh, once you go to the website, you know what I mean. Um, the questions they have for me, which I'm going to answer in this interview, are: uh, we'll give a little more explanation about who I am, what I do, where I come from, what are some of my most favorite gigs, etc. So there are five questions. The first question is: you are a brilliant lifestyle photographer. What is the story behind your journey into photography? So as a as a child, I used to use my dad's camera all the time. Uh, he had a uh, I still have that camera. It's a Fujifilm analog camera. And I was just interested in sketching and painting and uh, photography. And whenever I could save up some uh, pocket money, uh, I would go and buy film rolls and I would use it in that camera and then I would uh, wait for next week's pocket money and then use the money to get that film roll developed. And it was it was an interesting way to uh, keep myself engaged. Um, and I, I used to have a lot of free time. We used to live in these beautiful cantonment areas because my dad was in the army. And I, and I started with the whole flowers and insects and portraits of the family and things like that. After that, um, I mean, I did realize that it was expensive and uh, getting film rolls developed and I, I couldn't shoot as much as I would have liked to. And then uh, eventually my parents brought me a, a point-and-shoot camera. I mean, it was really cheap. It was available in the canteen. It was a, a plastic a Kodak, black colored. And it had a flash and you would just open the back, put the film roll in it, close it. And then you would just shoot 36 frames and hope you get some extra in. And then I also, uh, I I, uh, I used that for a really long time. Then I bought a red colored one cheap plastic again. And it was great to just have something around and carry it around with you and take photographs. My um, first digital, digital camera was this Sony silver gray colored thing that I used for, uh, you know, I had one memory card and it was a 12 megapixel camera and it was a lot of fun, you could carry it, you could take all these amazing photos at night with a flash and low light that the point and shoot could never match. And with that is what uh, what I photographed my first client assignment which was the Mundra SEZ for the Adani group and a friend had said that would you like to photograph this and it would be an interesting experience. So we took the, the analog camera, the Fuji analog film camera and I took the Sony Cybershot I think it was, I'm not really sure. I don't have it anymore because I lost the Sony Cybershot. I left it on an airplane and I never got it back. I didn't even get the data back that I had on it but it was in the client assignment that was in 2006. So that's the first assignment I did, and I still remember the client saying, um, you know looking at me and going where's wheres where's the production crew where's where's your uh, where's the big camera?" And I was like, it, you know in, in in the kind of budget that you have, this is what you're going to get. And uh, I, I did tell them that if you didn't like it, you didn't have to pay me, but uh, you know you could look you could look at the photographs first, and luckily the client was quite surprised that those two cameras produced those images. And they did pay me which... And all that money got spent just developing the film roles. I didn't make any money on that assignment. But that was quickly followed up by another assignment which I shot at the Sierraam Silk Mills uh, textile factories. And then there was a gap of about 4-5 years before I actually picked up photography on a DSLR. So a friend of mine got a DSLR from me uh, and, I, and I photographed my sister's wedding on it. And that's what kind of kicked off the whole you know, blogging and photography and people saw my work and they wanted to hire me. And uh, then I started doing all kinds of work and I bought bigger lenses and I bought you know, better cameras and now I'm here and I I shoot the kind of things that I enjoy shooting. I love working with clients who are, who understand what photography is all about and give me free reign after they've given me a nice, good brief. So that's basically what, how I, it came to be right now. I know it sounds very easy right now, but it, it has, there have been hard times and uh, professionalism is still a huge fight on a daily basis, but I enjoy photography. I can, I mean, it's like the, the camera is like an extension of my hand. I collect experiences on it is what I call it. Okay, that answers the first question. The second one, how do you prepare for a shoot? So if, if it's a client shoot, then there is a brief. Usually the clients will tell me, uh, some of the questions that I ask them is, where are the images going to be used, which determines what kind of licensing is required, whether it will be used in print or it will be used in digital, uh, whether it will be used for advertising, whether the images will be used to sell a product, which will be then, you know, commercial usage. Uh, Then I ask the clients for how many hours will the uh, shoot go on approximately, number of hours, number of days. Then... What are the number of images do they need? Like an approximate figure, if they don't know what an exact figure is. Some clients who used for, who hired photographers earlier have a clear idea in their head that, okay, we need eight photos or we need a hundred photos. But some of them don't because they're engaging with a photographer for the first time. Yes, there still are clients who do that. So then you, as a photographer, I need to know. And so then I can decide the scope of the project. Then I can decide, I, I need to know what is the setting, where is the shoot going to be happening? What time of day is it going to be happening? If it's indoors, will the indoors be well lit? If it's outdoors, will it be in shade? Will it be in the sun? Things like that. Then I can decide what equipment I need, what what are my charges going to be, what the scope of the contract is going to be. And then once the contract and everything is finalized, then I decide, okay, the next day I have my shoot. So the day before that, I should have all my batteries charged uh, if I've decided I need to take a speed light then the speed light batteries need to be charged what backup camera am I taking what what's, prime, what's my primary camera going to be and um, on the basis of that I also on the basis of the contract I also give the client an estimate of how long it's going to take to edit the images and for me to deliver the images to them in high resolution and lower resolution and low resolution with watermark without watermark am I going to be vlogging it as part of my portfolio things like that so i mean i now i think i've come to a stage where i'm quite comfortable i don't get nervous anymore i still get excited if especially if it's a great client then i'll be like oh you know like tomorrow it's going to be fun and during the shoot it's a lot of fun but i I don't get nervous anymore i'm i'm i mean i know i can i can go pretty much anywhere and i can shoot great photos um you need to be sure about your technical stuff like what if your primary camera fails do you have a backup camera what if your primary speed light fails? Do you have a backup speed light? Sometimes uh, during the shoot, the client will come to you and say, oh, hey, can we get this extra shot that maybe you're not prepared for? So how can you make that happen? So things like that. But I think the more experience you have, the more you kind of know how to deal with all this stuff. So that's that's how I prepare for it. Get a good night's sleep. Be sure to wear comfortable shoes so that I don't forget. Um, if I'm shooting outdoors in Delhi, wear full sleeves so that there are no mosquito bites. <laughs> But that's pretty much it. Um, I make sure I'm hydrated. I eat properly. I don't skip any meals, so that I always have like a granola bar or something in my bag that I can just chomp on. Take care of myself so that I can do a good job. Okay, so that's question two. Third one is, when you work on commercial photography as opposed to your personal work, what is something that you refuse to compromise on? Hmm. I absolutely refuse to compromise on unprofessionalism. We are, yes, we're all here to make friends, but when it is a professional gig, I expect to be treated as a professional and I will treat you as a professional and we can talk about it. Then personal differences coming into a professional assignment is something that I will not compromise on you. We, we, we're, we're here to do work. Um, I'm here to deliver good work, you expect good work from me and you get that and everything else can be resolved over a beer or a coffee. I don't want personal agendas and uh, personal differences to crop up and ruin the assignment. That is an absolute no-no and unprofessionalism not happening. I mean, if, if, if I have questions and I want them clarified, I'll have them clarified. And if I think that this is not working, it's not working. There is no need to force something. If it doesn't flow naturally, if the client doesn't feel comfortable discussing with me, or I'm, I'm straightforward, for example. I don't mince words. And, and I don't see why a lot of people think that that's rude. It's just everything is on the table. I prefer it like that. I don't want any politics. That's That's absolutely something that I don't want to compromise on, ever. The other thing I think commercial shoots especially in India that I don't want to compromise on is my safety whether it is the chauffeur service that's coming and picking me up it needs to be a nice cab it needs to be a verified driver Um, uh, timings can ideally be such that I don't have to come back at midnight after my shoot Uh, things like if there's a shoot happening then uh, there is, there is. Uh, I, I can keep my extra equipment at a place where it doesn't get stolen. My own personal safety, I don't fall off somewhere <laughs> while shooting. Things like that. I mean, if I know it's a dangerous gig, then everything needs to be in place before I attempt that shoot, for example. So that's professionalism is the only thing that I will not compromise on. Uh, whether it, it's, And obviously, it comes up only in commercial shoots. Cool. Question number four. You must have quite a collection of cameras. What is your favorite to take photos with? Um, I, I don't really have a very large collection. I've I've got like four cameras, I guess, four cameras that I use on and off. I switch between, I do have more that I don't really touch, which are the film cameras. Um, If I, if in an ideal scenario, I would shoot with the Nikon D810 everywhere because it just produces great photographs and I have a lot of leeway to do the post-production and edit the photos when I've shot them in a raw format. So definitely it would be the D810, but it's not really convenient because then when you're using that camera, I'm like, oh, should I use the long lens, which is a 7200 and suddenly the weight of the camera is just ballooned. And I can't carry that around especially when I'm traveling or if I'm walking around or you know when I go to for example New York and I spend 30 days there. I can't carry that camera with me every day. It takes away from the joy of photography. So if it's convenience that you're talking about or I I love shooting on my phone and these days I'm using the uh, HTC One A9 and it's it's even better than the HTC One M8 and that's why the camera to me is so important and on, on a phone and uh, I, I love shooting with it i can i can do you know short videos i can do photographs i can do panoramas and the a9 even has a raw feature so i can actually shoot raw images and i can come back and edit them in lightroom so currently this is my favorite the phone the a9 is my favorite uh, for shooting photos okay question number five is of all the projects you have done and people you have photographed does any specific moment or picture stick out in your mind all the projects I've done and the people I've photographed. Um, specific moment or picture? Hmm. Well, I I don't know about pictures, but there was this one moment where I literally went. <laughs> it was one of my favorite assignments. Uh, this was the Saint Regis brand launch, uh, which happened in Jaipur in January two thousand that I photographed for Starwood and one of my favorite clients, Anjali Mehra. Hi, Anjali! Um, I was in Jaipur for uh, two, three days and I was photographing the, you know, the dinner at the City Palace, the the polo match and the Jaipur polo grounds. And uh, I remember there was this one moment, uh, uh, Nacho Figueras was there with his wife and his children and he's a polo player and he's, you know, the face, he's been the uh, face of polo Ralph Lauren and I was photographing him and the you know the polo match had uh, finished and the uh, the ceremony was going on trophies were being given out champagne was being poured and uh, I was I was uh, I, I was done and I uh, the camera was on my shoulder and, and the twenty four seventy lens was on the on the camera and it was without the lens cap because I didn't want to miss anything just in case I saw there was something that I need to shoot I should, you know just pick up pick it up and shoot so I didn't want to put the lens cap on it and I turned around and there was this loud clang and um, so Nacho's daughter was there and she was holding a trophy in her hand and in, she was obviously she was having fun and she was enjoying and someone had handed her a trophy and she had swung it right into my lens. And I did not even want to look down uh, at my lens because I was like, oh my not happening and the shoot was still there there was still another day of shooting left and I was like "I, I don't think I can even look at the camera and I was like what what do you do in such a situation you know you can't you can't blame the child and you can't really blame me either because I was just I was shooting and I was like oh my god oh my god and then finally I was like well I have to take a look at it and I looked at it and luckily the trophy had smashed into the edge of the lens which is covered by a very thin metal um cover like just on the edges you can if it's not stuck properly you can actually take it out it was literally a millimeter off and if it had been a millimeter inside it would have hit the lens and the front glass would have definitely cracked i will never forget that moment <laughs> it's me you just thinking about it but it was such an amazing assignment i mean it was great three days of just photography the client had given me free reign and uh, I produced some really really amazing photographs of those absolutely stunning settings. Um, The other assignment which I just finished uh, photographing recently was for Luxottica for Vogue Eyewear where I was shooting behind the scenes and uh, it's going to be one of those assignments that I am it's going to take forever to be surpassed. The client was amazing Aditi. the setting was amazing. The senior photographer Atul Kazbekar was photographing the, the bloggers. Prof, super professional. Um, Elton Fernandez was doing the makeup. Again, consummate professional. Uh, Rishi Raj was doing the styling with Ruchika. Professional. People were like delivering their work. Uh, no, no one was bothering me. I was doing my work and I did produce some of the best images I have made so far of the bloggers who were there and uh, it was just it was a great great gig to be part of and that's why i keep coming back to the whole professionalism thing that is something that i cannot compromise on and from the first day since we started discussing the possibility of doing this assignment Aditi was great i enjoyed sitting and talking to her i enjoyed discussing the assignment with them every time I had a question or I had a doubt or there was something that I didn't want to do and we were talking about it on email, she would instantly pick up the phone and call me and say, hey, you know, let's talk about this. And I was like, this is, this is fucking brilliant. Like, this is what I want to do more of. And I do charge a lot of money, but it's not just about the money. I mean, there are assignments where I know people are like, oh, we'll pay you this much money and it's a lot of money and I still don't want to do it. You know, it's so yeah, I think the Luxottica Vogue Iver assignment and the St. Regis assignment, they were, they were amazing to work on. Uh, I produced great work. My clients were great. Uh, so, yeah, 2015, these are the two assignments that I am ex- extremely happy about. Cool. So, those are the five questions that I have answered for the local tribe. Um, thank you for asking these questions, auntie, uh, it's, it's always been fantastic interacting with you and I really enjoy discussing work and working in India with you. And I, I love sitting down, having a coffee with you and, uh, I hope, uh, you know, we can work more on, uh, the local tribe project and I'm looking forward to seeing the interview on the website and, uh, thanks for listening people to another episode of the Redu experience. See ya.